Welcome to the Principles Experience. This channel is designed to give you financial content in the areas of business, finance, and investing, while bringing you stories of the mindset of entrepreneurs and their tips on building the business. Sit back and learn on how you can develop your financial wisdom and create a blueprint for financial freedom. What's going on, world? Welcome to another episode of The Principles Experience. My name is Kevin Jenkins, and you are now listening to the 19th episode. And today, I want to discuss fiscal and monetary policy and how both policies influence economic activity. When it comes to how decisions are made in our society from an economic standpoint, they are often influenced by the government, which is fiscal policies, and the Federal Reserve, which is monetary policy. Most of the time, these policies affect the growth of GDP. Now, you may ask, what exactly is GDP? It's simply the gross domestic product. This is the basic measure of business activity in the U.S. Now, with GDP, it's calculated by adding all the goods and services produced in the country. Also, consumer spending, government spending, and business investments are all included in the GDP. So let's go further into what fiscal policy details. This policy is government actions which are approved by Congress that imp impact economic activity. Fiscal policies can be implemented to increase or decrease the take-home pay of the American public by changing tax rates, changing transfer payments such as Social Security, or altering government spending on goods and services. Whenever the government needs to stimulate the economy, which we are seeing now with everything going on with COVID, oftentimes they will cut tax rates and, will, and they will also increase government spending and transfer payments. Now to slow down the economy, the opposite will happen. When the government wants to stimulate the economy, especially if there is a recession like it was in 2008, the government will have Americans pay lower taxes, which will allow them to have more money to spend or invest, which fuels higher demand. The demand will lead to lower unemployment, more firms to hire more workers and compete for more, more labor. Now, an example of how fiscal policy has been used in 2020 is when the government decided to send stimulus checks to Americans back in the spring. This was a part of the $2.2 trillion economic relief program. When this happens, the government is trying to prevent the economy from going into a recession. Stimulus checks could also be a form of lower taxes, which could lead to more consumption and saving amongst consumers as well as businesses. Another way fiscal policy can be used to help the economy is tax deferrals, support for specific industries that have been affected, like the airlines, cruise ships, and theme parks will be industries that have been affected by COVID-19. Lastly, loan deferrals is another factor that can be used. I know with most of the federal student loans in America in 2020, they are deferred until December 31st. And also when it comes to the specific industries that have been affected by COVID-19, I know that the Federal Reserve, they're working on some type of relief program for the airlines because a lot of the airlines uh, have had, you know, some trouble with their balance sheets as far as 
acquiring revenue due to the reduced amount of, of traveling uh, during COVID. And also with the theme parks, I know Disney, uh, they just laid off 28,000 workers uh, this week. And it's because of everything going on with COVID and they had to reduce their uh, their labor at their theme parks. So definitely be on the lookout to see, you know, what the government, you know, tends to do or even the Federal Reserve to help give them aid during this time. Now, to understand physical policy more in depth, uh, there was a gentleman named John Maynard, Maynard Kings. Uh, he was a famous economist back in the 1900s that created what's known as the Keynesian theory. And basically, this theory explains how physical policy is a means to achieve a full employment economy. Keynes believed that the economy operates at an equilibrium level. Now, what equilibrium means is the state of the economy being balanced. Equilibrium is usually determined by the forces of income and spending. Back during the Great Depression years, the equilibrium level was low because income and spending was low. Therefore, Keynes felt that the consumption is the driving force behind growth. To stimulate consumption in the economy, Keynes advocated increasing government spending and transfer payments to individuals. When he implemented this theory, this theory during World War II, the economy took off shortly after. So it definitely shows how whenever there's physical policy uh, being implemented into our society, it can lead to the, the economy growing uh, long term because there's an increase of government spending. They're trying to stimulate the economy. And also when transfer payments such as Social Security is being increased to individuals. So the next topic I wanted to go into is monetary policy. Um, hopefully you all have a, a basic understanding of how physical policy affects our economy in the U.S., and as always, you know, if you have any questions, feel free uh, to reach out to me and I'll be able to explain it uh, more in depth. But when it comes to monetary policy, uh, these actions are placed from the Federal Reserve to influence the growth of the money supply in the economy. The Federal Reserve is simply the central bank of the United States. Their purpose is to provide the country with a reliable and a stable financial and monetary system. By expanding the money supply, the Federal Reserve will loosen credit and lower interest rates. This will help stimulate the economy. By tightening the money supply, the opposite occurs. So usually when the Federal Reserve is loosening credit, you tend to see banks. They're more likely to issue loans and credit to individuals or businesses, which is stimulating whether the consumer is looking at ways of how they can invest their money or they may need a loan to purchase a home. So it's all just being created. A lot of times the Federal Reserve, when they do this, they're loosening credit because they're trying to um, encourage the economy to either spend money or invest it. Now, lowering the interest rates on these activities will also help with economic growth as well. Now, monetary policy is, is the management of money supply and interest rates. That's all it is. The purpose of it is to control inflation, consumption, growth, and liquidity. For those that may not know what inflation is, it's a general increase in prices and fall in the purchasing value of money. And this is accomplished when the Federal Reserve modifies interest rates, 
buying or selling government bonds, regulating foreign exchange rates, and changing the amount of money banks are required to have in their reserves. Monetary policies are used to help with the rise of GDP as well as maintaining low levels of unemployment. The Federal Reserve, they also have what's called a dual mandate because they work alongside with the monetary policies and their goal is to achieve maximum employment while keeping inflation in check. They, they don't want to see a high level, you know, of inflation. So that's why their job is to kind of keep it in check. And they always want to see the economy working at maximum employment. Now, mainly their responsibility is to balance economic growth and inflation. Now, oftentimes when there is an increase in money supply, uh, this will lead to higher inflation. So whenever you tend to see higher inflation in the economy, uh, a lot of times you will see that the Federal Reserve, um, they're going to increase interest rates because increasing interest rates will slow down the growth of the money supply in the, in the economy and it's going to lower inflation. So it kind of has a, a counteractive effect to it. Um, but definitely the Federal Reserve, they're going to kind of go off of what's going on in the economy and then they decide if either they want to raise interest rates or if they want to uh, lower, lower them to you know be able to help the economy. Now, the last concept I wanted to point out is two other theories that discuss fiscal and monetary policy. Uh, the first is supply side theory. Uh, this theory argues that excessive government spending and taxation stifles individual initiative, thereby by reducing government spending and reducing taxes, individuals are given the incentive to produce. And this is a key to economic growth. Now, I totally agree with this theory, and there is a quote that always stands out to me uh, that relates to the supply side theory, and it says, give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Teach a man how to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. Uh, this quote is by Leo Tzu, and the way I look at this is that with the supply side theory is that, you know, the government, they cannot save everyone. And focusing more on producing for yourself and not relying on their programs will allow you to thrive in life. And all of the stimulus checks um, that were passed out to individuals back in the spring or even the increased payments of Social Security, it essentially keeps people comfortable. And a lot of times I've seen that a lot of people, they don't use their stimulus checks the right way. So you have some people, you know, they have been complaining about not having enough money due to everything going on in the economy. So when the government issues stimulus checks, they go out and they spend it at the mall or they, they buy it on frivolous things. I think that the whole thing with the supply theory and what it's saying is, is that when the government gives too much to the people, when they give too much and increase in government spending uh, and taxation, it stifles us as individuals to really produce for ourselves because we feel that we have a clutch to lean on. So that's why I always say, you know, it's always great to work for a company and to be, um, you know, an employee. Um, I'm not against you working for a great quality company, but as a person that, you know, is working towards, you know, being an entrepreneur and trying to build a business, 
I think it's important to have the idea of producing for yourself because COVID has showed all of us that uh, no job is secure. You know, I know back when COVID first started happening, you know, I lost my job and it really allowed me to become more active on me wanting to create content and wanting to work towards building a financial planning business. And I'm working right now at the moment, but, you know, I think that it's nothing wrong with building something for yourself while you're also also working for a company because no job is secure. And, you know, you have to always look at ways of how you can create multiple streams of income. Now, the last uh, theory is called the uh, monetarist theory. And with this theory explains how physical physical policy is not the main determinant of economic activity. Rather, the actions of the Federal Reserve Board is the driving force behind economic cycles. Now, I believe the economy needs to have a balance of both physical and monetary policy. You know, you have uh, different economists that have came up with these theories and they favor one or the other. But in order for us to have a, a full employment in our economy and also having an economy that's going to thrive for sustained growth, there has to be a mix between both. And that's why a lot of times where you hear even on CNBC or any type of uh, bi any business news channel, uh, they will talk about what's called uh, a monetarist environment. And with a monetarist environment, it's simply adding physical, physical policy and also monetary policy together. And one can not work on its own. You know, the Federal Reserve needs the government and the government needs the Federal Reserve. When those stimulus checks were being presented out, yes, the government did sign off on that. But the Federal Reserve, they all work together to figure out what could be the best relief program that could help society. And I believe that when the economy has government actions that stimulate the economy, when interest rates are low due to Federal Reserve actions, and also when money supply levels are sufficient to support continued growth in our economy, that's when you will see success and you will see a thriving economy within the U.S., so that pretty much wraps it up for this episode uh, with the principal's experience. As always, I thank you all for your support. Um, continue to share this podcast. Also leave a review. You know, it's always great to see how my listeners are consuming my content and what they what they think about it. Uh, I'm also going to put my link tree in the show notes so you can be able to stream this content on YouTube or any other audio platform. And also my Instagram is on there as well. And let's all continue to educate ourselves and to make financial literacy normal and to make it an open dialogue and an open conversation, especially in the black community and just throughout all communities. So thank you all so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time. Take care.